absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. Welcome back, podcast patrons. Episode 42 of Leave the Pin In. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and I've got my co-host with me, the man rocking the Shinnecock shirt today, Scott. Scott, what's the good word? I gotta represent Long Island, so I'm representing Long Island, East Side, yo. I just want to go on record, Scott, that I am all aboard the free biochem train. Free biochem, free biochem, free biochem. We we should actually maybe make that one of our hashtags, like even if it has nothing to do with biochem, which most likely whatever the post is won't. Uh, we just throw that on there. I like that idea. Uh, Kenny Harms and Kevin Na, I think, have have taken that, though, and have taken up the cause of biochem. It's kind of like when you live in the hood and, you know, your good gang banging buddy gets arrested Mm -hmm. and you come up with like a spray painted like, you know, free free little free little tea or free tiny, something like Mm -hmm. that, you know, or or Nelly with like the teardrop tattoo because, you know, the pain from all his homies getting thrown in jail. Yeah, for sure, man. St. Louis represent. Matter of fact, Scott, before we were talking about this, my power went out during the Cardinals game, and thankfully it came back on not only to record this podcast, but to watch them come back and win in the bottom of the 10th inning off of Yadier Molina. Sack fly to score. Colton Wong, we're pumped. We're psyched. Kids going nuts, and uh, we're going to game five in the ATL, you know, home of Usher and the boys. Hmm. Yeah. Hey, so we just had the Shriners Hospitals for Children's Open in Las Vegas, Scott. And who won? Let me play a little song for you to see if you can guess. Yeah, you know it, buddy. Kevin Na walking 600 feet of putts in nonstop. Played the worst in statistical shot tracer history from tee to green. Finished in the negatives, but walked in 600 feet of putts to win the tournament over Patrick Cantlay, who I told you was going to play well. And my pick, Bryson DeChambeau, finished fourth. Pretty good last two weeks by me, Scotto. Yes. um, uh, I will say at least Gary Woodland made the cut this week. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, those of you who are, um, you know, gamblers, I would not bet my gambling money on my predictions, but things could happen, you know. But just understand, I most of the time just take people I like. For for sure. Um, I did the same thing, the patron saint of Leave the Pin in, Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, actually, he played great, but uh, Kevin Na literally – needs to get live under par tattooed somewhere on him. He went 68, 62, 61, and then mm-hmm. shot a 70 because he had a triple bogey and hit a ball in the water that last day. I don't know what the hell he was doing. Reminds me of that round he had in Texas the one time. Remember when he was all the way like in the briar patch, Scott, and he was sitting there and just looking at his caddy going, okay, like I, I don't even know how we're going to get this out. Did I hit that ball? Did I not hit that ball? The I had so flashbacks. The the best thing about that 
whole incident, the um, yeah, I think he took like a sixteen on that hole or whatever. I the next, right, was. yeah, the next year, same course, he goes back, has the shirt from that day in his bag, takes it out, leaves it on the tree that he was stuck behind, and then continues to play the hole. That's like pouring one out for your dead homies. Exactly. So he, uh, I guess he wanted to leave the ghosts behind. Mm, the ghost so, of Kevin uh, Na's past. Hey, that's when yeah. Kevin Na was a slow player. He's still slower, but mm-hmm. you know, give him credit. The man has definitely picked it up. He knew he had a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, he worked hard on it, and good for him, dude. He's exciting. Like I, I like watching him play. He seems like a, a great down to earth guy. Good dad. Um, seems like he's having fun out there nowadays the last few years and i think that's really translated to his play as of late and it's it's two wins in the the 2019 calendar year obviously not in the the pga tour year right. because his first one came in may but uh you know it's it's he's got to be in the conversation for for people who you know one could have a big year two belong on the president's cup team <laughs> Three, I mean, is he part of the major conversation now? I don't know. There's a lot of talent out there, and he just, you know, added his name to the list. So who knows? Yeah, I mean, you take the old football adage any given Sunday, right? It is that way on the PGA Tour. Um, I got to disagree. I, I don't think he's President's Cup material. Um, uh, I'm but... saying he's got to be in the conversation. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, if you're taking people that are hot, uh, I mean, you know, okay, there's, aside from John Rahm, who plays in Europe and is European, there's no one hotter right now on tour. Now, the PGA Tour is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately type deal. So next week, um, it's going to be somebody completely different that we're going to talk about. The leaderboards got, again, we talked about this last week on the pod. You know, people complain over and over and over about silly season events and, and how the fall is extended now. I mean, dude... First off, you had Brooks Kepka playing like a bum. That Chase Kepka, his brother, actually smoked him this whole entire weekend. But you look at this, these like let's say the top 10 people on the leaderboard. Kevin Na. Patrick Cantley, who's literally turning Vegas into his own playground the last few years. Mm-hmm. Pat Perez, another great personality you don't see as much of on tour. Uh, the Patriots. Uh, he, Saint- he was injured, so he. I think he's now coming coming back a little bit yeah he had that that calf injury Mm -hmm. that was that was at the end of last year's season wraparound type deal calendar event you know yeah yeah. i got you but uh you got the patron saint bryson t4 you got canada's own adam hadwin um brian gay pops up webb simpson i mean tony finau who had a pretty crappy sunday Mm -hmm. you know well, no, that's that's a lie. It wasn't bad. It's just that he did he never went low, you know, except for that sixty-two. He went sixty-eight, sixty-eight, sixty-two, sixty-eight. And honestly, those sixty-eights are like basically even pars. Everyone's doing it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Glover, who uh, uh, you know, that's a that's a guy who is very consistent. Um. Yeah. So our boy Lanto. Yeah. Yep. He was, he was out there. So it's good. Yeah. Really good field. 
Yeah, I mean, well, Lucas Glover's only consistent because he's going to get beat up at home if he's not. So, oh, I think it. maybe they're over that. Oh, they, they've uh, they've worked out their issues, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm just going to go with that because I feel like if I don't, his wife might find me. I like Lanto Calrissian playing well. That makes me happy. I love seeing the 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 web guy, web. Excuse me, the corn guys it, playing well. It's always a, a bonus, you know. Yep. Yeah, and, um, and, over yeah, on, and a bunch uh, of the young guns were were playing pretty well too. So. Yep. Yep. And you know what it is too with with those guys. It's it's all about finding a travel and practice routine that doesn't leave them exhausted come tournament week. I mean, that's let, let's be honest. That's one of the biggest things with the PGA Tour. It's not like a sports league where the owner and the team are paying for you to fly out early. Um, we, we saw it with the Bears and the Raiders, you know, the Bears flew out to to London on Thursday. The Raiders were there the whole week. I mean, mm-hmm. that preparation showed, you know, so if you're a new guy out on tour and you're only kind of learning the courses, you're learning where to stay, uh, what time to get to certain places, it's a different world than, than the corn tour, you know, and the corn tour provides a great jumping off point for guys to learn that stuff. But again, you're relearning everything when you get out on the PGA tour. Yep. Yep. And, and again, it's a it's a totally different ball game. Like you you always call it the it's a traveling circus. That it's a, it's, it's, it a is. it's a huge traveling circus. So. Yep. By the way, by the way, dead last. I didn't boy, even look. Who was it? Our boy Smiley. Ah. Uh, but he made the cut. No. He he, oh. he he was plus eighteen. Oh. Did not make the cut. Plus eighteen in two rounds. Was that a par seventy? Um, that's a good question. I wonder if Smiley gives me three aside, and that's a lot. If I could be competitive off those tees, hmm. I don't know. Uh, 71, par 71. 71. So he was, what was he, plus 18, you said? Plus 18. The next, so that's an, that's an the next highest score game. was Kevin Stadler. Baby Walrus. Who, yes, who was plus 11. So an average of 80 sh- strokes a day off of those tees is probably playing at something around 7,300. I'd have to shoot. 86 i think it could be done yeah i think it could be done i'm gonna challenge he missed the cut by 23 strokes yeah that's the that's the more alarming number not what he shot but what he shot in comparison to what everyone else was shooting that day i'm gonna what what is smiley like like natty light he's a big natty light drinker okay well i don't drink but I'm going to throw that out there that if he wants to challenge me and give me three per side, I'll pay the greens fees and everything. Have him on the pod. We'll chat and we'll play for a case of Natty Light. Hell, I'll play a $3 throwdown that you and I play, a case on the front, a case on the back, and a case overall, course of his choosing. If he wins, that's what he yeah. says. No, I, if, I, 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 I win even if, if I don't win. I get to play with a PGA Tour player, a cool dude, and we get to have him on the pod. Well, yeah. Well, he's got to he's got to get us 
you one of the spring break boys too. You want to you want to play him in like a four ball. You, I don't even care if they play. I just want them on the pod. So he's got to get us either Spieth, Fowler, or JT. Okay, I would like Spieth. I'd take any of those three. So yeah. So Smiley, we're out here. All right, I'll let him know. You don't even got to play golf with us. Just yeah. get us one. Come on the pod and bring one of your friends. We'll shoot him a DM on Instagram later. Hey, over in Europe, John Rahm was able to kind of uh, play low-key enough golf and not blow up or destroy things in order to win the uh, Open de España at Club de Campo Villa de Madrid. Mm-hmm. He wins a 22-under, beats, uh, beats Rafa Cabrero Bayo, pretty good. Uh, head case Sergio finishes 10 strokes behind at tied for seventh. And then there's just a bunch of people in between that, that I've never heard of in my life. Uh, I'm not going to pretend I do, but Ross Fisher, Nicholas Colsarts, the Colsart, Colsarts, Colsorts. I don't know how you say it, but let's go with it. All right. Cold sore was there. Um, Molinari played. Yep. Kind of Zaris played, but Eduardo Molinari. Yes. Not, not the, the real one. Uh, the mechanic was in the field. Yeah, I, I saw that. Uh, Siwon Kim from the mm-hmm. U.S. was playing. So Rom is is an anomaly, Scott, because I feel bad now because last week or two weeks ago we talked about top young guns, okay? And Rom, I believe, is 24 years old, the same age as Cameron Champ. And... Our American bias did not let us mention him. He's got eight wins. I think four of them are in either WGC or like, you know, crossfield tournaments like Euro and PGA Tour sponsored events. Um, It's insane. And we don't mention him because he plays mostly on the European Tour. Um you know, I think like my bias is that he seems a little bit of a lunatic, so I'm not really down with that too much. But uh, I mean, the guy's a beast. Low am in the 2016 U.S. Open. Um, got three PGA Tour wins. He won the Farmers right at Tory. Won the Career Builders Challenge, and then you know he won the Walkout Music Classic with Ryan Palmer in uh, New Orleans. But uh, I don't think that's the official name of that tournament, by the way. No, I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's called the Walk-Off Music Classic. Um, I don't see Zurich throwing money our way, Scotto, so I'm just going to rename things as I, as I see fit. Mm. Um, you know who he beat in that tournament? They beat Tommy Fleetwood and Sergio. That's an odd pairing. Mm. Uh, well, you know, I guess Molinari wasn't playing, so that's... Next next Euro up. Yeah. He's got two uh, Irish Open wins. He's got the DP World Tour Championship in Dubai. He's got the Open Day España. And then he's got the Multisavatos Open Day España. Oh, I guess mm. he's got two of them. I guess they renamed it. Uh, yeah. And then he's got a Hero World Challenge. You know, he's got a WGC event. Yep. Talk about people who are, you know, making cut machines. Uh, yeah, he, he 18 of 20. In 2019. Right. Highest uh, finishes in majors. He's got a fourth in the Masters, a T4 in the PGA. He's always in the conversation. We completely missed him. Yep. Completely. 
That's seven, American seventeen top twenty fives out of eighteen cuts. I mean, that's plain. That's sick. Like that's plain right there. There's no way around it. So I just wanted to give. I don't want to give him a shout out. I mean, you know, I'm not like a fan of his or anything, but I do like that every once in a while he goes nuts. You know, for content purposes, mm. it's 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 pretty good. Um, did you see that? I know we were talking a lot about our fallen homies and the hood and stuff like that, Scott. And I guess that parlays right into this uh, week. Uh, your girl, Cardi B, decided to name her next album Tiger Woods. Um, are you occur with that, Scott? Um, what's a Cardi B? <laughs> That's your favorite rapper, Scott. Like, you oh. know how I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper? Yes. Cardi B is your favorite rapper. So in turn, I must be her favorite rapper. Um, so I, I'm going to add this to my list of golf related rap songs or rap uh, no, things. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't believe the song. I don't believe there's any song that is golf related, Scott. She just wants to name her album Tiger Woods because she said that she was going to retire from, uh, rapping, whatever she does, flaunting herself on stage, which is perfectly fine because if you paid me to flaunt myself i would do it she said that tiger came back and won the green jacket after people were talking beep on her so she is now going to name her album tiger woods so i i asked you scott with your background in rap connoisseurship do you appreciate this uh yes okay and i will tell you why okay because and for as long as there's been rap, I feel like rappers, um, you know, give shout outs to athletes that they they love. True. So this is if this is someone who Cardi B, that's her name, right? That Scott, don't play dumb. <laughs> you know who that is. <laughs> um, so this is someone who she enjoys watching play golf. I'm assuming she's a big golf fan. She's enormous. Um, yeah. So I, I'm assuming that that this is someone that she, uh, you know, she she idolizes. And uh, yeah, throw, throw represent. Represent so. indeed. So Miss B, if you happen to be out there and you're listening, uh, this is a golf podcast. But we also touch on different aspects of American life and music being one of them. Please accept our humble invitation to come on Leave the Pin and speak to us about your next album, Tiger Woods. Sincerely, now, Dan, and your number one fan, Scott. Now, I will say, and I, I mentioned before that this is definitely on my list of golf-related rap songs. There is a rapper... His name is Glock Nine, but the G in Glock yes. is a is literally the number nine. Yes. Um, and he has a song which is simply titled "Ricky Fowler." Now you might be asking yourself, hmm, "How is Ricky Fowler involved in this song in any way?" Well, in the video, Glock Nine is dressed in golf attire uh orange golf attire so it fits um and he sings about putting holes in one in other words he's going to shoot you 
Um, you mean like, shoot the ball into the hole and make a hole in one? Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's going to shoot a hole in one like he's Ricky Fowler. Hmm. That's fantastic. I would play uh, it right now, but I don't really want to get the little E next to our podcast. Because Glock it's, not, it, it's pretty not explicit. to be confused with right, not to be confused with Tech Nine. No, no, no. Very different. Is very, very one of your favorite rappers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this, this is dissolved. <laughs> well, I mean, it's all good. Um so to that, Scott, I give a big occur. Mm, me too. Okay. Um, I had an idea, Scotto. I had, a, I had an idea the other day. Probably I'm, a I'm good one, like, go ahead. I, I, I think. I'm trying, to, I'm, I'm trying to hash this out. And so I know this is like, you know, jumping back and forth to different things. But I thought about these fall season events. And I thought about how late December we have kind of a little lull in the schedule. You know, we've got Tigers tournament. We've got uh, the Sharks father son classic stuff like that. How cool would it be to have a tournament where you had like the top eight guys or top ten guys from last year's Corn Tour playing the top ten guys from the PGA Tour? Now you'd have to maybe do it off of money list or maybe FedEx Cup points or something along those lines, but then also including. The top 10 from the Champions Tour and the top 10 from the LPGA. And everyone plays from tees that are are very much in line based off of yardages that they've been playing all year. So the PGA Tour guys play from 7,300. The Corn guys play the same. The Champions Tour guys play from something around 67.5. And your girls from the LPGA play at like 64, something like that. Everything else, completely the same, um, nothing different. You do it at a big-time resort or a big-time course or something like that. The field's limited to 40 people, and you intermix the tee times every day. So you don't have to re, you know, there's no cut. You don't have to regroup based upon scores. So you get these cool matchups of, of Tiger, Lexi, um, Rocco Mediate, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. That's what I was thinking of, of, of a late season event, kind of an ending event. Or even you get five guys from the Euro or 10 guys from the Euro Tour, too. So you get 50 people in the field. That's just something I've been hashing out in my head, Scott. I think it's got legs. Now, would it be a, a team competition or are we no. doing straight up? No. Just We get 10 p.m. and they're playing stroke play against each other. Yeah, we play stroke play against each other. And then you take, you know the averages of the 10 people from each thing, just as like, like a winning tour thing. You put some money up. Every tour puts whatever up. You know, Each tour can put a million in, fork over a mil or whatever, and that's five million total purse for 50 people is, is, a, is a very decent purse. Um, but then you have a, a tour champion at the end. So let's say the LPGA tour women finish with an average place of seventh. You know what I mean? Once, once you average, you know, one of, the, one of the girls wins, one finishes third two finish 30th and one finishes like dfl you know you average those together and you get like 13 and that's their average you know the lpga finished uh at 13 the pga tour guys finished at nine and hey they're the 2019 um tour champions or something like that yeah i do like i like the the old ncaa's before they went to stroke play 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, before they have a match I, you know, play, I, I, mean. I would just, I would really like to see, because here's my theory, and here's where I'm getting at with this. If you do something that is very close to the yardages that I mentioned, I think you see how good the short game is for the girls, right? <clears throat> I think you see how crafty the Champions Tour guys are. But what I really think you see is how good the Corn Tour guys are. And I think, because I tr- truly believe, after being out there a ton this year, I truly believe that the top guys on the Corn t- Tour, the only thing that separates them from the guys on the PGA Tour is the fact that the PGA Tour guys have played those courses over and over and know them. And the Corn Tour guys don't know those courses yet. So if you do a course where everyone can have like a week at or something like that, that nobody plays, you know, like you go to Pinehurst number four, or you go to Bandon Dunes, or you, you know, I, I I don't know, or you go to you know, where make, where make where it cr- make it crazy and they play Wolf Creek. Yes, yes, right, something something like that, or or, or you go to um, uh, Monterey Peninsula, you go to MPCC, you know, a course where people know it, but the tour doesn't go there because of infrastructure infrastructure reasons and things like that you don't have to have this big infrastructure you know it can be really dialed down really low-key almost mm. like if you go to an ncaa tournament or something like that mm. uh, uh, I, I like i like the idea yeah that's what i'm working on this year you know so to that i say occur occur you know go occur um I do, Scott, I do want to talk about the driver testing. Okay. Okay, I hear more and more about this. Now, this week at the Shriners, we got no inclination as to who passed and who failed. At Safeway, we knew. Six people, right? Nothing was said this week. It leads me down this internet rabbit hole, this internet wormhole of trying to figure these things out. There's no information out there, Scott. Now, they don't now, tell do you, you want names or do you want a number? I don't care about names because I'm not here to place blame on people. Okay? But what I do want to know is that. I want to know a number. But I also want to know why something so simplistic cannot be done to every person in the field right before they tee off. Now, you and I have been to tons of tour events. We know that when they go in, there's that little uh, shelter, if you will, on the first tee or the 10th tee. They have their snacks, their ball markers. That's where the starter is. Mm -hmm. They get their scorecards, their pencils. Caddy uh, bib, the whole nine. Their caddy, exactly, all that stuff, right? Why can it not be done right there, okay? Uh, I mean, I get not doing it right there because then – then there's got to be some kind of switch out, like, oh, this driver's non-conforming, blah, 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 blah. They, right, wanna, but if they probably don't want to do it in public were, also. But see, that, that's the thing. That's where the PGA Tour gets slaughtered because for decades we have never heard why people are having suspensions. And, and with an independent contractor scenario like the PGA mm. Tour, it's very difficult to say, oh, this guy's just not playing this week or these next two weeks. Well, are they not playing because they've been suspended? 
or are they not playing because they just don't like the course or something like that? Yeah. You know what I mean? So this driver test, and I feel like it is, is, is the, um, the thread that might unravel some of the secrecy on the PGA Tour. Because if you go to that, right, and you go to the driver testing, well, what's not to say that some guy out on tour is using illegal grooves? How do I know as a consumer of this product that everything's on the up and up? I don't because you can't even test everyone for driver testing, which takes literally 15, 20 seconds per driver. How do I know that someone isn't using a ball that is not considered legal by the USGA and the RNA? How do I know that the grooves match what the USGA and the RNA allow? You know what I mean? It's it's right. like this great area that's being thrown out there, and we're being given this information, and we're just being told, oh, yeah, these guys play the same equipment as you. Okay, that's BS. We know that's BS, right? But how different is this equipment? You know, like, if I played their stuff, like, would I be hitting a 280 instead of 255, 260? Would I be spinning balls back on on – on greens that that I play, I don't know. Right. Um, but I do know if if I go to like Louisville Slugger uh, um, Museum and Manufacturing Department, I was there this summer. Right, we saw the bats being made and stuff, and we saw the actual bats that'll be given out to players. Um, that's tested. That's regulated. Right. The the NBA ball is tested and regulated. If you're not Tom Brady. The NFL ball is regulated and tested. But even that was something that was picked up upon. I, I just want to know that every single player out there is playing under the same exact conditions. That's all. Nothing more, nothing less. And I don't think that's a lot to ask as someone that consumes the product as much as you and I and our listeners do. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So here's the way I think it should be run. And you tell me if, if you if this works for you. So I, I was just looking up because, I mean, we also don't know, like, because we know that there's drug testing and things like that. Those results are never publicized either. Never. Um, nope. And, and nor, nor will they be, I don't think, ever. Um, but if you, you know, if you're an Olympic athlete, you know, you could find that. If you're like a cage fighter, it's on there. Those guys aren't fighting for anywhere near as much money as these guys are playing. Right. Um, so, you know, whatever. Um, but here's how I think I would I would handle it. I wouldn't do the random tests. I would test every everyone's driver. Uh, and I would do it on either Monday or Tuesday, whenever they get there. Okay, well, let me stop you right there real quick. Go ahead. I get tested. Tuesday, I get popped. Okay, what's not to say that that driver, which goes back to the van, goes back to the trailer, does not make it into my bag come Thursday? That, that driver my doesn't. Caddy does not. What's that? It doesn't go back. Where's it go? We hold on to it. Okay. Okay. The, I, the, I, the I, tour, I, I like that. The tour com- the tour confiscates it. Okay. And, and that, that's fine, but what's not to say that TaylorMade or Ping, and I'm just using companies and not blaming anyone, that they don't have another product 
at the exact same specs that they know is illegal that they give to me on Thursday if I'm not tested right before the round. You know what I'm saying? There's this downtime. There's this downtime in which illegal activity can occur. And maybe I'm just thinking like a criminal too much, and maybe the guys aren't doing that. Well, so here, here's the way I would do it. Then let's let's change the let's change the the paradigm, as they say. Uh, how about on Thursday, you're tested when you come off whatever your last hole of the day is. Okay. And then if your if your driver comes up hot, you're DQ'd. Now I like that. However, I'm a player. I'm not part of the R&D team. I, I'm not a, a club hound from them. So it is in a company's best interest to give me something that is hot, to mm-hmm. give me something that is going to go further to increase my driving distance. So I get DQ'd. I get popped because some 25-year-old pimple-faced dude is trying to make a name for himself in the company. Mm-hmm. But if you're – if they're – if everyone's getting checked on Thursday when they finish either nine or eighteen, whatever your your last hole is, if everyone's getting checked, mm-hmm. what now is the uh, motivation for TaylorMade, for Callaway, for Ping, for Mizuno, for Titleist to put that that hot driver in your bag? Because now, right, if if you know TaylorMade sticking you know five non-conforming drivers in people's bags. And those five guys are all going to get DQ'd. And then after a while, people are going to be like, oh, let's see. Who got DQ'd today? Oh, uh, Sergio, Rom, uh, DJ. What, what's, what do they all have fami- you know, in common? Right. Oh, right. they're all tailor-made guys. No, I, I, I like that. I, I, I like something that mandates immediate on course action right whether it be in testing or 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 whether it be in a dq or something like that we we need we need to have something because we're we're just being given this stuff at face value right now and i'm expected Mm -hmm. to be stupid consumer that says oh yeah you guys are on the up and up like the game is about honesty and integrity why would you cheat why would you cheat because you're playing for nine to eleven freaking million dollars a week Oh yeah. And that's why you would cheat, you know? Absolutely. And so and that's the thing. So now it's incumbent on you as the player and and your caddy, very similar to making sure you don't have an extra club in your bag. Let's make right. sure that all the clubs in your bag are conforming. Yeah. I'm 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 in I'm in for that, Scotto. I'm in for that big time. No, I like you that. know, and again, it's only going to take uh, you know, one or two times where someone gets caught at the end of their round, and now, oh, I went out and I shot, you know, sixty-four. I'm, you know, I'm one up going into Friday. Oh, what what happened? Uh, my driver's legal. Uh, I should have checked before the round. Oh well. Yeah, you know, the only yeah. thing is that that in a perfect world that happens, and when you and I hash things out, like that works. But mm-hmm. a member-run organization. We can't even get them the dole out fines for slow play. How are they going to yeah. DQ guys? You well, know that's what I mean? A, that's like the thing. You've got, it's you've not got Slugger happen. White. No, it's not. It's not. But you've got guys like Slugger White that be like, well, I 
can't really assess slow play penalties because if I do, then their kids might not go to college because they missed the cut. Yeah, well, I, I don't yeah. think anyone making money out there is worrying about that. Uh, Sl- Slugger's a good dude, but he, he's not gonna. Yeah, he's not ruffling too many feathers. Yeah, uh, no. you know who? You know who we might want to um, talk to about this. Maybe Mr. Jason Gore. I was going to say, our boy Jason Gore. <laughs> well, we've got a few more months till he's back on again. He wants he wants a little bit more time under his belt at the USGA uh, yep. um, before he kind of comes under fire here on Leave the Pin In, which, uh, which I said, hey, we will gladly grant you, you know, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. But even, even a man like that, a friend of the pod, will not escape some of the difficult questions, you know, that, that honestly need to be answered. I, I'm down again. It's like, like I said, like we know, you know, I mean, for some sports we, that athletes are clean because you can go on, you know, the IOC's website and you get drug test results. You can go on USADA's website and find out drug test results for, you know, UFC fighters, guys in the Tour de France, all that stuff. You want to know? It's there. Yeah. Yep. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be looking people up because I don't really care that much. But there's no golf on there, so right. you know, wh- why the veil of secrecy? If you yeah. guys are clean if you're playing straight up. Publish it. Yeah, because that's that's the new wave, mechanical cheating, if you will, not doping mm-hmm. anymore, you know, but using the equipment to cheat. Um, Scott, the the Houston's coming up, right? So we got the mm-hmm. Houston Open coming up. This week, maybe we'll get a little bit of info uh, from them. I don't know, but the story out of Houston already, nice and early in the week, is that the tournament itself, uh, and especially tournament director Colby Calloway, funny last name, right? Mm. Colby Calloway is uh, Houston is pissed, right? They have a problem, Scott. Houston has a problem, and it's the fact that they got moved away from Masters prep. Remember, they'd always used to be yep. the, the week before Masters, and the pros loved it because the yep. way the course was set up was very reminiscent of those shaved sides, those shaved uh, greens, a lot of chipping pitching areas, a lot of different combinations of what you could do around the greens. Well, now they're a fall series event, and Callaway has – this is Colby Callaway now, the tournament director, mm-hmm. not the club company – has been talking to players, and, you know, they, they go – 13, 14, 15 months out, two years out sometimes, trying to get commitments and and trying to build tournaments up. And he is beyond pissed because, as he put it, that he's looked a ton of players in the eye who said they were coming, and they are not here. He said, so I'm a little surprised, but it is what it is. He said, I'm learning that in the fall, players are interested, excuse me, interested in chasing the big money internationally and playing overseas, which you know a lot of guys are going to Asia very soon. But he says, that's not up for me to figure that out, but up to the tour to help out because there are tournaments here who are saying, what about us? Hopefully we can force the tour's hand to move us. Is the Houston Open justified in being this pissed off at its field as of right now? Um, I think they're probably underrating their field. I mean, not that yeah, none of the you know, <laughs> the big guns are playing, but yeah, I don't think there's, there's anyone in the top thirty that is uh, that's going to be playing. If I'm correct, well, it could be a bit off, but 
Yeah, the, it looks like the biggest name who's playing is Henrik Stenson. You got other, yeah, you know, Keegan Bradley's in the field. Uh, yeah, and our boy Lanto. Right. Pat, Pat Perez. Bud Cauley's playing. See, here, here's the problem. The problem is tournaments all want the names that everybody knows, right? I look mm-hmm. at this field and I say, wow, there's, there's a lot of interesting storylines here. But guess what? Those storylines are only interesting to, to kind of you and I, to our fans, to our listeners, to the, to the golf nerds out there. You know, Glock 9 is not rapping about Bud Cauley or Pat Perez. He's rapping about Ricky Fowler. Right, Cardi B is not putting songs out about Richie Warinsky. She's doing it about Tiger Woods. So even though you got guys like Stenson and Russell Henley and um, you know, like you said, Keegan Bradley, uh, Cameron Tringali, Scotty Scheffler. Mm, Scheffler's in there. Rich, yeah. Rich, Richie Warinsky, who's playing pretty consistently. But again, like you said, these are names that are familiar to us. Right. But this is the problem that the tour has. The tour has, you know what the tour has, Scott? The tour has the WWE problem where we won't build up new stars because our old stars draw so well. Right. Our Tigers, our Phils, um, our Ernies, our JTs, our Speeds, everybody, you know, all them. They draw so well. Yeah, why bother talk about Lanto Calrissian? Why bother talk about Scotty Scheffler? Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need we don't need to know about Luke List. No, you do. Because Tiger's not going to be around forever. Phil's not around forever. Y- you know, those guys are maybe three, four years at best. So the next yeah. J- JT, the next Jordan Spieth, is Scotty Scheffler, is Sam Ryder. You know, are these guys that are going to be playing? And they need to be built up a little bit. And you need to have storylines spoken about them. Right, and we've talked about that before, kind of almost every week. Yeah, ad nauseum. They need to build up, you know, some of these young guys. <clears throat> but it, that also comes back to the, and I'm going to go back to the Tony Romo thing. You know, Tony Romo getting a sponsor's exemption is keeping out, you know, number fifty one on the the Corn Ferry. Right, but who's bringing no, more money in? Right, but he's not keeping out that guy. Because that guy's not getting the sponsor's exemption. That sponsor's right. exemption is going to go to like a Ben Crane or 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 a Hunter Mayhan, someone who people have heard of. Yeah. As opposed to that guy who's fifty, who's probably a much better golfer at this point in their career than those guys. But again, you know, they don't have viral videos out, or they're you know they didn't win the you know 2015 you know whatever. Um, you know, Woody. Oh, they Austin. didn't create a music video with the golf yeah. boys. Yeah, Woody Austin's going to get that sponsor's exemption, and then we're going to have to watch him like fall into a pond three times. Yeah, or fist pump all of his missed putts, or break a club over his head. Yeah, exactly. So, so that's the thing, because again, like you said, why introduce these new people? There's all these people who everyone's already heard of. To be honest with you. I don't know this tournament if you threw in a couple big names if that's still getting eyes on the screen because right. I, outside of the majors and uh, you know, events that Tiger's competitive in on the weekend, who's really watching? Right. 
Us. Right. Again, golf is not one of those sports where you just flip on and all of a sudden you're like, all right, I'm going to watch it for an hour. It, it doesn't work like that. It's not flipping on a baseball game and seeing bases loaded bottom of the ninth. It's not a football game that's separated by a field goal with a team that's driving. It's just not. Yeah. The, you know? the, and, and, and like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't, I don't need it to be that because it is, like Tiger says, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's all it needs to be. Last thing I want to touch on, Scotto, the PGA Tour and PGA Tour Live just announced earlier today uh, something that is pretty cool, and you and I have talked about this nonstop. At the Players' Championship this year, every, Scott, say it with me, every, every, every single shot is going to be televised. Does now, that obviously, in- unless does- you're a sycophant, you can't watch them all. But every single one is going to be televised. And, Scott, they're going to literally on PGA Tour Live have the player up there, and you can pick who you want to follow. Why did it take till 2020 for this to occur? Now, you said every shot, right? Every. Not just Matt every. Every shot. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly where I was going. (laughs) (laughs) I know you think. Come on now. You That's get, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> you weren't going to get that one past me. Uh, but like, okay, so how sick is that where I can finally just watch somebody follow Tiger around the course nonstop, which I hope it is. Like, I, I swear, Scott, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm going to be Colby Calloway, Houston Open tournament director pissed if things are pieced together. I hmm. want... Groups of three, I want three cameramen. Mm. I want 156 camera guys out there on the course. So I'm not playing I, around. So I actually think technology has gotten to the point where they don't even need to have people out there. They can just put cameras on each hole in a few different strategic locations. Fine with and that. Then, and then go with that. But I and they can somehow see... use artificial intelligence to, to keep track of who's... That's fine. You, you can have iRobot out there following people. That's cool. But what I want to see, Scott, which I'm interested in as a golf nerd, is I want to see the round progress. I want to see someone build the round. I want to see the player caddy interaction. I want to see a player go off to the side and talk to a kid or something like that. You know? I wanna, I'm interested. What, what, what's he eating on the course? Mm-hmm. What's he putting into that cup? You know, like how much CBD is Phil actually ingesting, right? How, I know John Daly's not playing, but like I want to count how many cigarettes John Daly has and Diet Cokes because I want to bet you on that. Well, and, and so, yeah, I mean, that opens it up to a whole new world of, you know, prop betting and things like that, too. Like, you know, will John Daly smoke more cigarettes than his score? Uh, no, I'll take the under. I'm going to take the under on that too. Yeah, score's going to be very high. He's not going to play, but if he did. You know. Exactly. You know, so that you know, that that definitely opens up some some fun betting options. Plus, like you said, the caddy player interaction, the interaction with the crowd. That's not what it's going to be though. It it's going to be pieced together shots. Yeah, I know. Which I'm and, which I'm mad about because I I want the live experience without being there live. Well, to be honest with you, it being there live is not that much fun unless you're cool with just following one player and not knowing what's going on in the rest of the course. Uh, true, but you know tournaments have made big strides in providing apps, 
and providing the free radios and the good TV screens that are up there and the video boards. And look, let's be honest, it's very cool to follow an entire group for 18 holes and then to go eat lunch and camp out at a hole and watch how different players play the shots. But you're right. When you're at an event, you have to sacrifice something. And, right. and usually what you sacrifice is knowing everything else that's going on out there unless you pass by a leaderboard or a video board, you know, once every three, four holes. Um, well, on the I mean, then tour, you can check it out on your phone and stuff like that. You can. Too. You have the apps. Yeah, you can. Uh, I was going to say on the corn tour, you get one video leaderboard and the rest are literally handheld ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thrill of being there alive and seeing what these guys can actually do is is astronomical um scott should we plug some sponsors real quick before we bounce out of here i think we definitely should um and we should also um well i'm sure it's in there but should plug our ourselves our little collab that we got working oh for sure thank you scott i almost forgot about this so uh, literally and and you know i kid you not out there um scott and i were under the impression the beginning of this It was in March, right? So that's like six months ago. We may have just hit our six-month anniversary, Scott, at some point in time. Let's go with it. Okay. Um, You know, we were under the mindset of kind of like, hey, fake it till you make it type stuff. And things are moving so quickly now and piling on top of each other. It is getting a little bit difficult to to kind of keep track of of everything. Um, Case in point, I have an interview lined up. I don't want to give it away yet with a clothing company, uh, CEO of the clothing company. And I said, dude, your stuff is like sick. He sent me some, some apparel to, to preview. And, uh, I said, like, I absolutely love it. It is brilliant. I said, let's get you on the pod. He goes, dude, I thought we were doing it like this Sunday night. And I was like, Oh yes. I didn't even check my calendar. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I literally need to check my calendar in order to know what is going on and who we're having on and when we're recording now, which is a great problem to have. And look, we thank people out there so much. Um, so first things first, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at leave the pin. The collab that Scott is talking about below bogey golf and yours truly Scott and myself paired up to create the first ever leave the pin in t-shirt. It is available at belowbogeygolf.com, and that will redirect you to Amazon, or you can just go right to Amazon, type in Below Bogey Golf, and it is one of the top shirts, the top sellers that are out there. Now, I cannot thank people enough for the DMs that they have sent us telling us, man, this is sick. We got your shirt, ordered one, can't wait for it to come in. Scott and I have a few coming our way. We have- It'll be here tomorrow. Yep, that's when mine is too. We have a normal cut shirt, and then we also have more of a slim fit athletic cut shirt. We also have it in women's sizing as well multitude of colors 10 colors scott i believe am i correct i think all together it's like 10 i i think the uh the slim athletic yeah, the custom fit premium yes. shirt is only six colors right but the regular t-shirt yeah. is 10 colors and the right scott's right the premium and the women's shirt i think are six colors uh, so we've got that going on. We also have to give love to McEwen Golf and Mulligan's Golf. And remember, if you go to Mulligan's Golf and you purchase something, use the code LEAVETHEPIN20. Save 20% on your overall order from Leave the Pin. Now, Mulligan's Golf and McEwen are both off-course apparel companies. But 
They make such good stuff that you can wear it on the course as well, and it is comfortable as anything. Uh, also, it'll lower your score, Scott. Did you know that? Well, if you feel better, you'll play better. So, absolutely. Plus, um, yeah. Plus, you get, you'll get all sorts of compliments. That'll boost your self esteem, and that's gonna make you play better too. Because you're gonna be walking up to the tee like, yeah, man, that guy likes my hat. I'm about to pipe this drive down the middle. Damn right. Look, you might be an awful golfer, and you may be ugly as sin, but you wear McEwen golf, you wear Mulligan's golf, and you throw on a Leave the Pin in t-shirt, you're a supermodel playing like Tiger Woods, circa 2000, right? Mm-hmm. No, no doubt about it. Um, so thank all them and everything. And uh, one thing that we would love for you to do, because we're start, because people tell me this all the time that I don't say it enough, and I know we don't, but go to iTunes. Right, help us grow even bigger than we are. Feed the beast, right? Feed mm-hmm. the monster. Let it go unchecked and untamed. Uh, leave us a comment. Give us a five star rating on there if you like the pod. And also, Scott, we gotta let people know that these pods are now available on YouTube. And so, while we don't do much on YouTube, we just basically throw these up completely unedited. So, if you're the type of person that likes to, you know, look at something visually when you're listening, well, you get it there too. Uh, YouTube is obviously leave the pin in. Yeah. And, and hopefully maybe next, you know, next spring, once the weather starts getting a little better, you know, where we are in the Northeast, we can get some, some cool golf videos up there too. I think that would be pretty neat. That'd be pretty cool. You know, cause so, right now uh, we've kind of just lived in Instagram and now we have a new medium that we can play with. So let's, yeah, let's play yeah. with it. Without a doubt. So keep, keep the DMS coming, keep the messages coming, keep replying to our stories. We'd love it. Um, we always love taking requests from people out there. Uh, anything we can talk about, anything we can do to help, we gladly will. So with that, I guess it's uh, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Later.